Welcome to ADI, Auto-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Allen, and this is your host. Together, we will explore this podcast tool, its real and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between So buckle up and let's dive in. The kind of AI we're really focused on is chat-based AI. It's the language-based AI, right? Yeah. But um, but we have a lot more experience in society with other types of AI. So robot customer service, um, you know, even like self checkouts are a form of artificial like, or at least a, it's a technological tool that we use, yeah. right? And online, you know, resources that like survey, like even Google Maps is a form of AI, um, right? Because it like guesses where you are, so there's like a there's an yeah. algorithm behind it. There's an algorithm that tries to understand what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that's, that that is accurate? a form of yeah? That sounds like artificial intelligence. Okay. It's artificial and it's trying to be intelligent. <laughs> right. So, so thinking about that, you know, and then thinking about how with AI, we could either do this really, really well with language-based AI, with chat-based AI, or we could do this mm. really, really badly. Mm. And Yeah, there's always the threat of that, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of uh, getting stuck in the, I want an operator loop from yes. calls, from old voicemail, messaging, whatever. Right. But, but worse, because it's you know integrated in something else that's more important, theoretically. Yeah, you know? or it could be giving, absolutely inaccurate information mm -hmm. so yeah and like back you know when they started the uh customer service you know automated calls where you would call and now it's a robot that yeah that actually did have a beginning point okay yeah maybe no. you don't remember it but no, I, I do don't. i don't remember it i remember i remember picking up the phone that was hooked to the wall ah. and pressing um, the word grandma on the phone and yep. it would tell me what time it was. Mm. If you put G-R-A-N-D-M-A into the phone. Grandma knows what time it is. <laughs> that's just that's just a fact. It would tell you what time it was. And it would be a recording telling you what time it was. Nice. I remember pushing zero and the operator answered. Oh. Seriously. Yeah. And then you and could you also, ask, like where, if you're, huh? Would you ask where the operator to to yeah. plug you into someone else? Yeah, you could ask the operator all kinds of questions. Mm. You know, you could ask him what the new phone number, I'm trying to get a hold of this person and, and I can't, and like, you know, well, what's the new number for this person? And, it would tell, and she would tell you. Huh. <laughs> you didn't know this was a thing? No, I didn't. That sounds like a really easy way to stalk people, <laughs> in my opinion. You're like, oh, I'm gonna get a new phone number so they can't call me anymore, and you're like, well, you have, that's why you would have it unlisted. Uh -huh. If you didn't want to be found, you would be unlisted. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you wouldn't be in the white pages or the yellow pages and you would not be accessible to and, the operator. And the operator would be like, well, I'm sorry, but that person is unlisted. That's correct. Ah, I see, I see. Yep, that I number understand. is unlisted. Exactly. Yeah. So when they started using, you know, automated dialers, when they started like you call and suddenly it was like, you know, dial like one if you want this, dial two if you want this, yeah. or press one, press two. Um, you know, at first they went way overboard. And so there were some companies that just, they only used the automation and they eliminated almost all humans. Right. And that did not work, okay? It did not work because 
without somebody there at some point to answer the questions that the robot isn't prepared for. prepared for, isn't yeah. programmed for. It just the people we were all everybody was super frustrated and everybody hated it. Huh. And um, so that makes sense. I, I feel as if my if my questions weren't answered for like what would feel like a routine call, like maybe weeks ago, you know, with, with what you're describing, then that would be really frustrating. Right? Well, you couldn't even leave a message or anything. Right. I mean, there was just no option for that. Yeah. That was a misuse of customers of, of AI. So they see this technology, they think, ooh, look at all these things it can do, but it's much more limited than they think it is, right? right? And so another example um, of a misuse of AI is, um, uh, recently, a friend of mine, his his nephew owns 10 acres in Idaho, okay? And I was telling you about this. Mm-hmm. This is a friend of both of ours. Yeah. And so his nephew's neighbor, well, the neighbor of both of them, because they both live in the same area, decided he wants to build a fence. Well, the neighbor used an online surveying tool uh-huh. that just kind of flew overhead and, and decided these are where the property lines are mm-hmm. to decide where to put his fence without getting a proper survey. Right. Of and course. he has contacted the surveyor, I guess. And then, of course, you know, our friend's nephew has contacted the surveyor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the surveyor told this neighbor, in no uncertain terms, don't use that. Because if you do, and that is wrong, you're going to have to tear that fence down. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on your dime. Yeah. And, and you know, his and our friend's nephew was also looking at it, and he's like, you know, if I went by this tool, if I went by this, this you know, online survey, my, my property line would go directly through this other neighbor's house. Yeah. So clearly it's wrong. Clearly. Or there are going to be some really fucked up fences in their, in their future. Well, there can't be. Yeah, you can't build a fence for someone's house. <laughs> just no. Like, oh, he doesn't even want to build a fence. It's no, just right. the other guy. Right. You, you can just walk into their kitchen at that point like, oh, I'm just taking my half of the fridge. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> right? Take some food out. It's, right. It doesn't work. No. And um, it, it's, it, they have to get the human surveyor out to do the actual process. Like, process, the work that requires innovation. It requires thinking outside the program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at this point with AI, and really no matter how sophisticated our AI gets, it's never going to be as sophisticated as a human brain. Maybe people think, oh, no, it's going to be. No. I, yeah, I can't imagine that. It's like, we don't have, we still don't have models of the weather that actually predict the weather. Yeah, well, and there's, there's a whole area of science that's dedicated to that. You know, chaos theory spawned from us trying to make weather pattern predictors. Really? Yeah. Um, there, there was this guy. He made this. Uh, he made very sophisticated program. It was in like the seventies or something. So it was very. He programmed this himself. It was a very his baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that, like, it, he would like put in the same starting terms, and the outcome would change. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why, within this literal programmed machine, is it changing between systems? And it's because there's like some amount of like there's like a floating point error, like some division problem where it's not infinitely accurate. And because it's not infinitely accurate, it changes, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's this there's this amount of like 
spiraling into like the infinite decimal, what is the last digit of pi, mm -hmm. that is important for whatever we are as humans, as yes. people, you know? And the robot doesn't really have the capability for that because it doesn't know what the last digit, I mean, we don't know what the last digit of pi either, mm -hmm. right? But we're not trying to do math with the last digit of pi. Well, in, in a way, the last digit of pi is the whole concept of the last digit of pi is, is programmed into our DNA. Oh, it's yeah. into our very life force. It's yeah. into the it's into the, the the you know the foundation of you know quantum mechanics in some way. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what it's I part see. of who we are. It's part of who we are. Yeah, it's chaos. It is chaos. And and because we use like the actual electrons in our wirings, we don't really know how it works, and it's all very wiggly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's complex. It's complex. It it's so, so complex that we can't fully understand every nuance of it. It's like the butterfly effect. It's right. not all based on order and patterns. There is freedom in the system yeah. and the freedom is inherently chaotic. Yeah. And because of human freedom, because of the freedom of our thinking, we can respond to each other, you know, much more intuitively. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course our, our, even our chat based AI is going to develop. Right. But you know, this is another thing I've been thinking about with language based AI. We give personhood to anything that has language. Or a face, really. You put little googly eyes on a toaster and we give it, we, it's cute. It's a it's person. It's cute, but we don't actually give it personhood until it talks to us. Ah. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You see where I'm going? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And so the fact that we now have this language-like mm -hmm. entity that can talk to us, that's actually something we're going to have to intellectually begin to understand that it is still a robot. It is still a rock. It, like you said, it's, it's a rock we've tricked into thinking. Yeah. And man, that was a poor decision. That poor rock. I don't, <laughs> I feel for it. And, <laughs> but it's not actually, we, we tricked person. it. We tricked it. Yeah. It's using a complex, program mm -hmm. to talk to us but it's not actually talking to us it's like not. a person yeah, because there's no freedom in the system now people try to say there is but is that actually freedom or is it you know a complexity in the system where like you were saying with the other model where it switches models because it actually can't go to infinity yeah it's it's i don't know it we don't really understand how we as people right work mm -hmm. right and we actually can't definitionally give something else personhood until we know how we work first, I, I would think. Kind so, of, but we kind of tend to do that. And, you know, some of these are unanswerables, right? right? I mean, like, you know, I'm saying this very definitively, like, you know, about personhood. But one, I don't know what the answers are either. But I do know that we tend, that human beings tend to give personhood to anything that can talk to them mm -hmm. in language. And even communicate, like even with my dog, you know, even with Bubbles, I tend to give her a little bit of personhood because she communicates with me. Right. And um, she has she has her set of words that she uses or whatever, mm -hmm. and she's happy to use them. Yes, she is. She's not shy. Like treat or whatever. Right. Yeah. Snackle. But um, but yeah, I mean, so if we use if we try to take AI and actually replace humans, I think it's ultimately going to end in failures, which is interesting when you think about these auto fully automated McDonald's that have no humans. Have they already started making those? Yes, they have. Oh, they boy. Both, I think there's three of them. Ugh. And I will be very interested to see what happens. 
Yeah, I wonder how the the quality of food will be. It might be better, That's actually. One thing. I, At mm, least no one's going to be spitting in it. Certainly, no one's going to be spitting, <laughs> spitting in it. We're not going to get any Burger King foot lettuce either. That was that was a fun trend. What was that? It was it was like a meme. Like it was this picture online of this this guy just like standing in his work shoes in like two trays of lettuce at Burger King. And it's, it's really gross, right? <laughs> so and then this, this got really popular because it was someone that had really, really funny, like, monotone, like, way of, of uh, announcing it. I'll, I'll show it to you later. Oh it's great. Oh, my gosh. No, it's super funny. You're not going to get any of that. But, like, it, it's... Well... And something something that I, I know, um, I previously worked in a um, uh, diecast factory. And they were trying to get machines to automate the the actual process of like pulling the metal out and like putting it on the line, right? Because obviously, like this is horrifying fact, you got to stand like five feet from the thing that is like twelve hundred degrees oh centigrade. Gosh. Yeah, no, it's it. I'm like, you guys got to be burning up. They're like, yeah, we're hot, and they're like wiping sweat off of them in the middle of winter. It's it's weird. Uh, <laughs> and like they, that's just how far they have to. That's the the length of distance that they have to be to not get burnt they'd rather be closer so they don't have to have as much like leverage and drop it as often or something but um they were trying to have machines to automate this right and uh, the machine would just like you know chunk chunk and then mm-hmm. you know die cast you pour the metal into the the uh mold and then you wait a little bit and then it goes unchunk and then it puts it on the line okay um i watched one of these machines literally blow up fucking a hose like spraying whatever was in that hose, I was like, I was like 150 feet back at that point. I was watching it. I'm like, I'm not getting close to that. This is not my job. <laughs> Just like flailing well, around. Why did it do that? I don't know. Yeah, but it wasn't working. They never got those machines working while I was there. Well, was and it? And it, it maybe it was human error, but maybe it was just that the machine was trying to do a very complicated process. They weren't expecting to be complicated, mm. you know, because the actual process of like. Because they, the, these the humans that they would be having pulled the metal out would actually also inspect the metal a little bit for, um, like, man, like uh, defects. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, is there a bubble here? Is there right. some sort of warpage? Is it, like, burnt in this area? And they would just throw it back into the, you know, pool, as it were. It's metal. If it was. If mm-hmm. it was, right. And that is a really complicated thing to try yes. to explain to a machine. <laughs> Right, you can you can give it the perfect set of parameters, and sometimes it'll just do it wrong anyway. And sometimes, if something goes outside of parameters, like the hose blowing or whatever happened there, the machine stops, and you got to get a guy to come in right. and fix it. So at this McDonald's, yes. if one of the machines breaks, who goes to fix it? Is yeah. there an engineer? How quick will he quickly will he be there? Does he have to be there twenty four seven? Do you have to have a set of engineers? Suddenly, you've just created a different set of jobs mm-hmm. that are more expensive because it requires more qualifications mm-hmm. and certifications and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And it sounds cheaper, right? Because you're like, oh, well, I was hiring 12 people to do like a week worth of shifts. I have no idea. Honestly, right. I, like all the retail workers are screaming at me like that's a bad number or something. I don't know. But um, like, you know, however many people it takes to fill up a full set of shifts for a 24-hour McDonald's, right? And you're like, oh, I'm paying each of them $50 an hour. That makes sense to like replace them with one or three people, right? But that those three work. people, those three people are going to be so much more expensive. 
Possibly. So there's no actual like benefit. Possibly, if they ha- if they at least have a person on site. If they see, it is going to be a more expensive person because they're going to have to know their the stuff. They're yes. going to sell the machines, or they're going to have to have duplicate machines, which they could do. Okay, but that's Another, more expensive too. It is, but like, look at what we have now in the grocery stores, right? Right. This is working, and yeah. okay. So when self checkouts first came in, they thought everybody thought that it, all, all these cashiers were going to lose their jobs. Okay, but of course, the running joke before self checkouts was every there time we went no to the grocery cashiers. store or Walmart's, there was no cashiers. And so they still only had like three cashiers. And now they have two cashiers that are checking people out individually. And then Mm. they'll have one manning 10 stations. Right. So all of us don't have to wait so long to go through the checkout line. Yeah. Unless, you know, so, and there's still like some bugs in some checkout machines. Uh, I specifically don't like self-checkout at the uh, uh, the grocery store near here because it requires you to put all of your items on the little scale to weigh them. Okay. And the scale is like one foot cubic or like squared. So you can't, when I'm getting a lot of groceries, I can't put all my shit on there. Oh. You know, so I'm just, I have to like push the, I'm, it's not in a bag. It's not in a bag. And sometimes it like calls for help because it's like, help. He's trying to steal. I'm not trying to steal. <laughs> this banana. It's, yeah. Like, but this, these pizzas, like, come on, just let me, let me check the things, you know? And so I go through the regular line with regular people right. because those people are already scanning it. And it's it's less hassle. It is less hassle in those situations. It's also less hassle hassle to have the option of self checkout because you can get out of the grocery store a lot faster. Yeah, if, if you don't have a lot of stuff, you can you know, just zoom you out. You always have that one cashier that's there to help you if something goes wrong. Exactly. Or you can't figure something out, and that or if is you're buying, the buying key. Booze. That's the key. Yeah. So you know, and and this is kind of the point of it when when that's how we should be using this chat based AI. See, that's how to use it. It is not going to replace people. So it's, even in the grocery store, there's still three checkout people, right. but things are a lot more convenient for the customers and they're probably less of a hassle for the cashiers. Yeah, most of the time, because the people who are in a rush who are usually gonna be and way not, more mm-hmm. stressful for the cashiers going through the self-checkout. Right, exactly. And so if we apply that logic to the chat-based AI, okay, what we don't wanna do is the 90s customer service where you literally couldn't get a hold of anybody yeah. when they first instituted it. And, um, and, but on the other hand, going towards this, you know, model where we use it in a way that facilitates our productivity, mm-hmm. that helps us serve better and serve more completely, more effectively. Yeah. Right. And that and, lets us be more creative. Yes. It allows us to be more creative. It changes our work, but it makes it better. Yeah. And this is possible. And this is not only possible, it's probable as long as we're, we use it intelligently. Yeah. No one wants to be like, like a, like a, people don't really want a blacksmith anymore, right? Right. Nobody wants to be in front of that hot fire. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's some people, they're super into it and it's great. Yeah. I, I love those there people. There you go. But. They're outliers. They're outliers and they're very niche and they're usually doing very creative things with the blacksmithing. There you go. You know, or they're doing it for like, like the, like the aesthetic of it. There's, yes. there's, there's a, there's a historical, like I'm doing this because I'm like keeping this tradition alive or you know, something yeah. similar to that, right? I'm, I'm investigating old techniques. They, they found an old technique of uh, Vikings would sprinkle cool. bone dust onto their swords when they were smithing them. This actually made like, like little nanocarbon tubes, Whoa. really strong steel, very funny. Uh, and they, the, the Vikings were doing it because they're like, ah, yes, Gunther, give my blade strength. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. It's like but putting it the spirit. Was. It was giving the blade strength, and that's why they kept doing it. Because oh it's because it worked, and they're like, yes, Gunther's sword. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, things like that. It's it's like these things that are like they by are happenstance. But being it's, creative and they're free. Right, they're expressing they're free their freedom. To do whatever they want. And for all of the nuts and all of the screws and all the bolts, we have a machine just yeah. for 24 hours a day punching out like hundreds of thousands of these things because we use an insane amount of metal all the time. Yeah. I, I, it's unfathomable. Staggering. It? Like, yeah. It, for me, I'm always, I look at a building, I'm like, I wonder where those rocks came from. I mean, isn't it crazy? It's so huge. I can't understand it. I can't even understand. And I've told you this a million times. How is there so much food? Like, yeah. it's amazing to me. Well, like, there's enough food no, to feed the there, whole world. There is, there's right. There's a it's lot just, of problems. There's a lot, a lot of problems of with, like, distribution and stuff, you know. Yeah. Mainly. But our, but, you know, here, like, we go into the grocery store, and there's, like, within, like, within a mile of my house, there's, like, three or four big grocery big stores. Grocery stores within yeah. a mile. I know. It's, it's, it's totally like mind boggling and yeah. it's it's mind boggling because all of these plants are grown from light photons and stuff these are these are just made out of sunlight or whatever like, yeah well, how does that it's work amazing. what it's amazing it's, and, and it's so mind. huge right and then so like huge. the same thing with huge with rocks or you know with whatever yeah. whatever buildings made and, you know obviously stone. it's limited but at the same time we we do tend to find a way to um make it more efficient Make it more efficient. And that's exactly what the chat-based AI is. It's going to exactly. make our use of language more efficient. Okay. Like the first thing I did was I just got in there and I started um, asking questions about what was important to me. Right. Or yeah. what I was thinking about. Like menu planning. Yeah. I wanted to see what it could do. Just, just whatever's on top of mind. Right. Top of mind stuff, you know. Write an email. I write this email. Just see what happens. Yeah. Because the other thing that we have to be, the other cautionary tale in the stories that we told earlier <laughs> The last one is that accuracy. So this guy that's wanting to build a fence, this neighbor, mm -hmm. right, who's wanting to build that fence, he is relying on the, on the, the technology. tool, the AI tool, yeah. the technology, without checking, without making sure through a human entity that it's accurate. Mm -hmm. And so that is also the, that's the other thing we have to avoid. So mm -hmm. as we practice with it, as we just start tinkering around with it, yeah. you know, check its accuracy, right? And um, and explore like the those those um, boundaries of it. Really. Yeah. Well, and like you know, if you're do like start asking it questions in order of your level of comfort and knowledgeability. Yeah. Right. So ask it to write an email. You look over the email; it looks good, right? Right. And then as it gets better emails, you can stop looking as hard at it necessarily. You still kind of want to look at the email. Right, check it over, but it's done most of the work for you. It has. You still want to edit it. You gotta, you gotta train it to use your style, but that's a whole right. other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But after you've got it to train your style, you don't have to do as much with it. And there's a little bit of effort in the in the meantime, but yeah. it's easy. And then, you know, then you can start asking it like questions, like more like things that you're not as good at. And then, if you want to check it, you can look it up on the internet. Right, right, and do some fact checking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even ask it. It's really interesting. I um, really? I was doing this one project and and um, and I said it had this. There was a concept that it had come up with, and I'm like, this is kind of interesting. Never heard of this before. I said, give me some scientific studies. Give me five sources of scientific studies 
on this topic and it couldn't oh right so mm. you can even ask it are there to scientific like studies uh, yes what's the sources. give me the facts okay. on this where are you getting your facts from yeah and it'll tell you if it doesn't have any facts it, it will just tell you if it's it'll just stuff tell up. you that's cool that's yeah. good so um, this is what I mean by just starting to experiment. And, yeah. um, and you know, I see this as being like the companies that really get on top of this and they start using this um, to increase their productivity oh. and what, like in a, in a systematic fashion, Beats they're going to outpace their competition like nobody's business. Yeah, in many ways that you wouldn't really expect. Yes. You know, and it's, it's like one of those... Um, I feel like, you know, there's like the office drone job, right? Yeah. I don't, I really, me personally does not understand what they do, but I know they do a lot of spreadsheets and they do a lot of writing up of reports, right? Yeah. You can get a robot to do most of that. That saves so many hours for more creativity. Exactly. And that person who is still managing the project with the AI tool is, yeah. has now, you know, they're managing it they're putting it into the system. They're getting it out. They're analyzing the results and they're, you know, submitting the results, and then they have all this time and energy left for the creative, the creative part of the like, innovation, for yeah. the real work that's gonna move the needle. Yeah, because the real thing that moves businesses forward is innovation, creativity, right? Yes. And all of the reports and all the stats and all the spreadsheets are just to prove that this thing is gonna work. Right. That's it. And like, that's, that takes up the bulk of the time, and that sucks. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADAC, Author Driven Artificial Intelligence. We hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace and author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve with Chat-Based AI.